You're listening to Metro Blurred Radio. One day we'll be adults, not today. <laughs> Never today. Metro Blurreds. Welcome to Metro Blurred Radio, a New York City program where we take the space to love out loud. Listeners can call or write in questions regarding the latest black nerd fashion, function, and fun around the city. Hosted by true New York natives, we will meet with gamers, educators, local businesses, and tech specialists. Excuse me? You're listening to Metro Blurred Radio. Metro Blurred. <laughs> giving you the latest in gaming, politics, and progress. It's me, the B. I'm here with Darlene Lauren and Kitty Lorraine. Hey, y'all. Hey. So this month we're talking about love because it's February. And my man owes me a gift. Mm. What he do? Exist. Damn. <laughs> Heard you. Okay. So what's the best gift your partner has given to you that you can remember? good question that is a good question i gotta think about that i want to know um oh oh he got me this gift last year for valentine's day actually he knows how much i care about you know my skin Mm. and you know you uh, you the bee got me (laughs) into a face mask you know the korean face masks which are very excellent for your skin if you haven't done it already you should do it now So he went to, I don't know, you ever heard of like a Nature Republic, Nature's Republic? Yeah. So he went there, um, he was working around one of those stores at the time, um, and he put this like customized box together with a bunch of like my favorite scents uh-huh. and like the stuff that he like kind of peeped me using around, like, you know, on my face. So he got me like this tub of face masks and it comes with a little, uh, the little like, tweezers, tweezers, little yeah. plastic tweezers. So I just pick one out. And then, you know, whatever. And it's great. And a face moisturizer, like a whole bunch of stuff like that. But pretty much, I think that was my favorite gift that he's gotten me because it was really a testament to how much he's paying attention to me and to the things that I care about and the things that make me smile. So that is it, besides the food. Yeah. And that's an everyday so, thing. So m- mine is food. Okay. But also in relating to listening and to the things that I like. Yeah. So I was surprised to go to this restaurant. They had like a prefix menu, had no idea what they would be serving. Mm-hmm. Look at the menu when we sit down and it's three different types of lasagna. Now y'all know <laughs> lasagna is my absolute favorite, favorite dish. So I love lasagna, call me Garfield. But something as little as that, where I was able to pick three different types of lasagnas him remembering that little detail and this like nice little quaint like restaurant with roses and someone's playing violin and singing like that was so much fun to me so like not a tangible gift but food's always like going to hit the spot and the fact that it was my favorite meal ever yeah that's lovely. That's really <laughs> thoughtful. Yeah. I've never had the, the experience of the violins and the music being played right next to me, like for me. You know, and you only see that in movies. Exactly. So it was kind of fun to uh-huh. like have that experience. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just as cheesy as you would think, but it's, it's cute. It's nice. Cute. 
yo, excuse me, my man, hi, do better. Love do you. better. Mean it. <laughs> Personalized lasagna with classical music in the background. I'm here for it. Mine is very quiet because my babe is a busy, busy man, so we don't get much time. It's be way in advance. But knowing my life, nothing goes the way things are planned. So I think it was my birthday, and we went out, um, and he took me to an omakase. He's never had Japanese food before in his life. Mm. And an omakase is a personalized four- to seven-course meal where a nice Japanese man or woman or whoever's um, cooking will make us different pieces, and it will be part of a catered and curated sushi session. Issue is, is that the location was <laughs> listed in two boroughs. And my poor babe thought he was doing me a favor and tried to go to the one in Brooklyn. But knowing that block, that block does not exist with Jap- Japanese restaurants in Brooklyn. So I showed up to what I assumed would be the location in Manhattan, and he showed up to what he assumed would be the location in Brooklyn. Mm. And I just got frantic phone calls of him trying to figure out where I was because he thought at this point I was the one who got kidnapped. I'm like, no, I'm in front of the restaurant. He's like, what does it look like? He thought it was a secret place at that point. (laughs) Mm. Poor thing. He ended up coming like 45 minutes later because he was obviously in another borough. And the the staff thought I was about to be stood up. They were like, are you okay? The security guard, the bouncer's coming outside to sit and talk with me. Because uh-huh. they're like, you're, you're so pretty to be sitting on a staircase. And I'm just like, I just don't want to go inside. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> right. You got a summer birthday. Yo, <laughs> I, I don't want to do this. But he finally showed up, and it was so wonderful because we got to sit down. And then we went to <laughs> um, the Dumbo the, the overbridge mm-hmm. area in downtown Brooklyn, which is so beautiful. And it's such a date spot. It's such a great date spot. Mm-hmm. You go there, and you just take a walk, and you look around. And because nobody's over here, because who's coming over to Dumbo unless you know Dumbo? Yeah. You and your babe is just walking in quiet. And then I put a hole in my hand again. Excuse me? Do you... uh do you want to expand on that a little bit? So, <laughs> what had happened was um, I had to go to the bathroom. There's no bathrooms, like, at first glance in in Dumbo. Mm. No. No. That's why the water's there. <laughs> <laughs> JK. <laughs> I want to laugh, but... It's true, because I couldn't go, and I couldn't wait any longer. But they also are rich over there, which means they have a lot of anti-homeless fixtures, and mm-hmm. which included an incredibly sharp gate. Yeah. And I tried to go over it, and oh. then my hand said, we're going to go through it. And I realized that I'm a sensitive and fragile <laughs> soul. The hole's still here, huh? if you look close enough. I think it was. I think it messed up my health line, so that probably should say something about my next palm rating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, what do you guys think would be like the perfect day spot around here? 
what are some good New York City date spots, especially for us geeks? For me, Barcade. Barcade is a natural one. Yeah, like I've I've definitely been to Barcade a couple of times. Um, they've already got delicious beers, delicious food, and all the games you can think of. Well, not every single game, but it's a cute little spot to be able to, I don't know, play a little like versus one-on-one little thing, maybe create a little um, dare, you know, like make it a little little hot, a little yeah, sexy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I tend to like the, uh, the tangible, like doing things types of dates. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. Barcade's definitely a number one spot for me, for sure, for sure. Do you have a preference? Like which one? Because I've been to the Williamsburg and the St. Mark's. Um, so I, I like the St. Mark's one, but I don't think that's a cute spot for a date. It's it's really Gross. dark. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the bad way. Um, I, I think there's a location on 23rd or somewhere near there that's a lot more open and a lot more lit up. And there's one in um, somewhere in Brooklyn. Williamsburg. Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that one that as well. I think one. those are really nice like date spots. Yeah. Yeah, the one on 24th that you yes. were talking about is really nice. I did like the Williamsburg one a little bit more because I think it was when it was first opening that I went out there. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, no, this is fun. This is loud. There's a lot of people here. Mm-hmm. And you lose five bucks quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's the best five bucks I've ever lost is, like, <laughs> Discovery Zone existed. <gasps> Throwback. <laughs> nice. Um... I will always pay homage to Brooklyn Promenade because that is my actual favorite place in the world, I would say. But I always like to, this sounds bad, but I do tend to go there with dates um, because I want to, (laughs) because it's my favorite spot. But it is a really nice date spot, you know? Like, I prefer the, like, not necessarily the Dumbo spot because that's a little further off to the side, mm-hmm. but, like, that kind of, like, middle area mm-hmm. that's where you can see the water and you, you where you can see, like, the basketball court down there and, you know, that area. Um, it's really pretty and it's really nice and it's really, like, relaxing and everything. But I do also enjoy a good video game date night. Yeah. Like, uh, either Barcade or, honestly, David Busters. I'm a huge fan oh, of that. I love David <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> see? All I'm thinking when you say the promenade is how much walking is involved in the promenade. So much. It's good shit, though. Dirty liar. Because I hurt my legs. I hurt my, my legs hurt. My legs still hurt. The thought of it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> the thought of it. The thought of walking that long, long trip. Because you have to go through a park, then the street goes to the left, then to the right, then to the left, then crosses over a dangerous um, bridge that I have to take care of myself because I'm very concerned about its structural integrity. And then I get to the other side. But there's a cute roller skating rink over there. See, you're on the lower end. Oh. I'm, you just go up there and you just sit down. There's benches. You don't got to do all that walking, girl. Who told you to do all of that walking? See, I'm going to take you. Look, you're going to be my next promenade date. I got Aww. you, girl. We going. You think I'm pretty? I think you're beautiful, girl. Aww. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Yo, so I know it's silly, but I really enjoy dates at, like, gaming events. Mm-hmm. So um, back in the day when there was this thing called Mash Fest we would go to, and I would, I had someone that I was really interested in. We dated, and 
half of our dates was showing up to a gaming um, bar where we would hang out. He would play video games. I would meet the people who would soon become my best friends. And we would chill, drink, and talk about everything that was like going on in our minds. The relationship was miraculously communicative for how toxic it was. <laughs> um, but those kinds of, when I go to places that have some sort of games, um, the places that I'm thinking of are closed now, but Spin is still open. Mm-hmm. And Spin on mm-hmm. 23rd, we used to go to parties there all the time. And that is hilariously fun. <laughs> but I heard somebody use an ick. They said that their ick is watching girls chase the ping pong balls. Oh, <laughs> no. You know what? That totally makes sense. I feel bad because what am I supposed to do? The ping pong ball ran away. I'm supposed to get it. Well, somebody gets their trolleys off. That's gross. Oh, my God. <laughs> if I'm understanding the situation correctly, no? I don't think so. They think we're weird for chasing the ball. What, what did you think they were gonna getting off from? I thought you were saying the ick is that they were icky because they liked enjoying watching the girls chase the ping pong balls. They, that would be icky. Yeah, <laughs> that was that reaction. I apologize. That's not an ick. That's, yeah, you're going to get your ball. <laughs> but us running around looking like waddling um, chickens trying to catch that one ping pong because the ping pong never stays where it's supposed to mm. it got to take four walks my feet will touch it somehow some way because my hands ears and like feet are never on the same wavelength so you go down to pick it up but of course you're you go to pick it up with your left hand but your right foot goes and touches it and kicks it like 14 feet away then you got to go chase it and now uh, you look like after the second bounce and you can't catch that ping pong, you should let it go. Mm. Yeah. The first bounce, you're cool. Oh, you caught it out of nowhere. Oh. <laughs> the second bounce, you're like, uh-huh. The third bounce is like, you know there's people who are paid for this, right? And I understand that. <laughs> they have someone to collect the ping pong balls anyways, so. <laughs> That's how you do it, girl. <laughs> I'm going to be classy. I'm going to let the balls fall where they may. Hmm. <laughs> That's what she said. That is what she said. <laughs> you know, so, like, do you think we're still looking for our Prince Charming out there? Or is it like we're just taking what we can get? And by we, do you mean black women? Yeah, like, black women, black women in particular, mm-hmm. especially black nerd women, black geek women, black all of us, are we still looking for a Prince Charming? Or have you found your Prince Charming? I mean, I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm good to go. I'm not looking for anyone um, in the three-year relationship. <laughs> we just, you know, no, I'm, not, I'm not looking for anyone, but as, as a whole, you know, I, based on the Twitter sphere, yes, I would say a lot of us are. Because it seems to be a very like um, it's it seems to be a very lonely moment, you know, especially how the whole world flipped kind of after the pandemic. Right. And a lot of people grew isolated and a lot of things changed. A lot of lifestyles changed. And I do think that there are a lot of black women that are definitely still hoping to find their Prince Charming, like the 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 hopeful 
romantic or hopeless romantic, however you want to flip that, is definitely still alive. For sure. I think what I tend to see is that women are being a lot more selective Mm. in who they give their time and energy to. Um, I think over time, women are now... I mean, we've always realized that we are the most important, you know, beings in the world and we deserve the best and we should have the best. Um, But I think we're now not settling for less. Mm. I think we've become a lot more vocal in the things that we seek Mm. and ask for. Um, Communication is huge. Um, I find that a lot more couples are talking about how they're communicating a lot better mm-hmm. um, or having to address the fact that they're not communicating and communicating a lot better. Um, but I, I definitely am not really seeing the, oh, I'm just going to take whatever I can get or date whoever comes my way. Um, I think we're kind of done with that. Um, women would rather be alone than to, you know, deal with whoever. I have a crazy rule. Want to hear my rule? It's crazy. It's mm-hmm. great. You got three months to figure out to convince me that I'm not better off single. Mm. I will. I'll date. We can go out. We can have a great time. And if at the end of that three months, I look at you and go, "I want to see you again," or I can't see myself seeing you on a regular basis. I don't see myself in ten years with you by my side. Mm. I cut it off. Mm. No, <laughs> I don't give them the grace. I've I broken up with someone on Christmas Eve. I, I couldn't do it. If I can't see us, I don't want to waste your time, and I don't want to waste my time. Mm-hmm. And just like we're looking for Prince Charming, if I know you're the pauper, why would I stress myself out? And it's not about, like, pauper as in you're poor, but pauper mm-hmm. as in you're not what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Because I know what I'm looking for. I also know that I like myself. Right. I like... I know that I will be fine. If I, if I am single for the rest of my life, I got nieces and nephews, the bloodline will continue. <laughs> I'll be fine. But if I want to be with someone who I see myself, I, if I want to have kids one day, if I want to do all of those things, I want to be with someone who's not going to waste my time. Mm. So if you cannot figure out how not to waste my time in three months, I'm not going to give you three more months. I'm going to okay. say, it was great meeting you. It was nice to know you. That was a great three dates. Uh-huh. Deuces. Some of them might not even get the deuces. It might get the boo. Oh, not the ghost. <laughs> For me, I, I, I want the person that I'm with has to complement my values, the things that I'm into, the my career, like whatever it is that makes me me because I feel like the good parts of me shouldn't change. It should, whatever relationship I'm in should, that I'm in should make me better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not necessarily always looking for the right person, like Prince Charming, but if he compliments me, then I feel like that is a perfect relationship in my sense. So... I mean, everyone has their definition of what Prince Charming is. I've always said that, like, I don't need a man, but, like, I want one. Like, I like, you know, commitment. I like, you know, um, 
spending time with someone, but I also want to have my own time and have that person value that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really important. And off of what you said, darling, like the the entire Prince Charming uh, quote unquote model, it's literally up to what that means to you. So if there is somebody out there that, you know, that can make you realize that you don't really have a type. <laughs> you you like them. You know what I'm saying? Once you kind of get rid of that idea and you get a better understanding of what it is that you're being brought from this other person and what it is that you, also that you can bring because, you know, you can't be. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you. It's it's a partnership. A relationship is a partnership. You both have to put something in in order to get the beautiful thing, right? Once you realize where those standards actually are and how you actually do want to be treated, not with the like ideas that you create in your head, and mm. you're but you're actually putting it to practice and doing these relationship things and growing and like you said, communicating and all that good stuff with this person. That's your prince charming. Yeah, yeah. I have my prince charming. That's and th- you know that that's that's a good feeling to have. That's something that it's really about your brain, and that that's not about like you know. It's not to say like you know we're gonna you know be together forever because you know we could break up tomorrow. That's life, you know. <laughs> Relationships are 50 percent. Like you're either gonna make it work or you're not. But it's good to enjoy that feeling, you know, while you have it, and you know to know what that is and recognize it. Mm-hmm. Aww. <laughs> well, I mean, I I do have a type. <laughs> Leah's laughing because she knows what that type is. <laughs> I like them nerdy and dirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the best type, though. <laughs> if you fit within, you know, those two things, then we'll we'll think about all of the other stuff. If you're nerdy and you're dirty, you're all right with me. You know, and you know what? That's really the thing. Like a lot of people are like type, and they they typecast. They say he has to be black. He has to be. Um, Asian, he has to be white. And like, no, you have to be funny. You have to be entertaining. I, I can't be bored. I'm sitting here making my first radio show and you want to sit there and look at me and not engage in conversation and not communicate with me? You're bugging. We're all bugging. But, because <laughs> I would be bugging for taking wasting my time with that, right? So we're all bugging. Everybody's bugging in this conversation. That means the conversation needs to end. But when my Prince Charming makes time for me, you know what? That's all you need to be my Prince Charming is make me feel like a princess. Yeah. Yeah. That's ultimately it. Like, all you need to do <laughs> is make me feel like. You like me? <laughs> do you like me? Pretend like I'm the only girl in the world. <laughs> Will you hate me if I was a worm? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, wow, no. We're going to do better. Like, <laughs> and Valentine's Day is around the corner. We got this. I promise one day my prince will come. I mean, he, he came. He's downstairs. Like, but pause. <laughs> yeah, why do men like to get draped up? Like, some of them really do like that. By draped up, what do you mean? Like, sometimes, okay, so it happened to me and that I've been doing it ever since, mm-hmm. and it works. Mm-hmm. And it's called a kabedon in Japan, but, like, over here, it's just, it's literally called a wall slap. 
and you stand oh. and you stand against the wall. She's demonstrating for us. Uh, so we have one lovely young lady standing up against the wall. Okay, the B, what you doing now? They're making eye contact. Okay. Ooh. She. <laughs> I think the lovely young lady liked it. Okay. So the hand slam. Okay, the B. Tell us what you just did over there. So. I tell you, it works like a charm for no reason. You sit there, you put the person against the wall, you make direct eye contact, then you slap the wall behind them. <laughs> I don't know what kind of magical, like, the swaying bridge effect that gives you. You know when that, what do they call it? When you're stuck on the bridge, the suspended bridge effect. That's what the Kabe Don does to the back of your brain. Because you're looking at someone, you're making eye contact, and then there's a sudden jump behind you. So now I have a jump scare during our eye contact. Suddenly, you're like, you're the only person who could save me right now. <laughs> Promise you, that's going to get you hooked on more than phonics. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's like an adrenaline, adrenaline thing. That, okay. yeah. It's okay. fully an, an adrenaline rush. Mm to like connect you to the person. But the first time somebody did it to me, I laughed so hard, I collapsed mm -hmm. in public. People thought something bad happened because nobody had ever heard me a squeal, squeal that loud, scream that loud, or end up on the floor. You I, melted? I M-E-L-T-E-D. Floor. <laughs> okay, but were, the, were your thoughts bad when you say something bad happened? No, when I say... I couldn't function. My brain turned off. Oh. I was like, oh. Oh, we're done here. Okay, where do you want to take me, sir? Like, I just, whatever he said went after that day. Okay. Mm. He lasted way too long. That's the one, that's the body body. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do the cabe done. If you, if you want to mess with your partner, regardless of, of gender, do a cabe done. Just see what happens. I promise you, you're going to be entertained. You're going to laugh. If you're not laughing, you're going to be um, making the next generation. That'll be, that's the nice way. It works. I promise it works. Go home. Do it. It's going to work. Okay. Will do. And then when you come to call me like, my back hurts, I said, you're welcome. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I love this world. Pause. So you guys thought when our Calvadon was about to be a face slap, son. I, I promise BDSM, we're about safe, sane, and consensual, and emphasis on the consensual. Um, there's a radio. Is there a situation about that right now? Apparently, um. R.V. Brown. It was an old court case about masochism and savage, yeah. Oh. Savage. Um, okay. I don't know a lot of details on that, though. Me neither. It basically, well, I stay away from upsetting news. <laughs> 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 so apparently this thing happened in Virginia, which is funny because it's called Virginia's for um, Lovers, but I read that wrong. Um, but they were talking about how certain levels of masochism isn't really consent. And that's true. If you guys remember... 
this was a while ago. This was years ago. This was when the, the 2000s were still in the zeros. There was a news article about a guy who consensually ate somebody else. That's, I see your point, because how? Because that's, did they eat, are they dead now? Uh, yes. I wasn't <laughs> sure if they ate their whole person, like ate a finger, you know? So apparently they met each other through Craigslist or something, and the guy was like, I always wanted to be eaten, and the other guy was like, I've always wanted to eat somebody. And they recorded everything, they had a sit down, they had a conversation, and he, he sat in the pool while the guy was bleeding out, and they were chopping um, together. I'm pretty certain, according to the original story, he cooked the man's pe- mm-hmm. and served it to both of them so they, they could both try it. <laughs> the original guy said it was a bit stringy. <laughs> <laughs> And that is <laughs> what happened. And so we had this real deep conversation about the level of consent re- re- resolving in that conversation. Was it a murder or was it like assisted suicide? Like those are two different conversations. But either way, the guy ate a person. So I think cannibalism was illegal across the board. Yeah, yeah. it is. Unless it happened in Jersey because everything's legal in Jersey. You know, I was told to not yuck someone else's yum but uh <laughs> i'm gonna have to draw the line there yeah it might be stringy it might be yummy add some tapito on it some meat in my mouth <laughs> one day we'll be adults not today <laughs> never today the day i become an adult will be the day before i died got it and then i'll be like yeah i'm good i'm here now i'm done until then, childish. Life's too short to be an adult. Bro. <laughs> See, and that's why I decided to do travel. I'm doing travel now so that I can go all the places I wanted to go mm-hmm. and see all the things I wanted to see. And I realized that I enjoyed my 20s more because of all the adventures we went on. Mm. We went to a whole bunch of conventions. We went to a whole bunch of, like, cities for these conventions. So we got to party in Boston, in Virginia, in the DMV. We went to LA, like, just to go to these things. And I like that. And like, I like it when my babe comes with me. Like, let's go. Mm -hmm. But that's why I'm doing travel now. So if you guys would like to travel with me, the B, go to LFB.org. Did that work? Yes, it did. Amazing. (laughs) Hashtag plugged. Hashtag shameless plug. I love it. (laughs) Pause. What were we talking about? Date spots. Oh, yeah. I really love Broadway plays. I do. I am a sucker for a Broadway play. And it's Broadway cough, cough week Mm -hmm. slash month. You know how that runs. And it's restaurant week. And it's hotel week. That's a thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So Early 20s. Mm-hmm. So they're all back at, um, now at the same time because New York. And that's until February 12th. Mm-hmm. So we have another two weeks to make use of those deals. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the perfect date. Honestly. It does. Start off with food. Mm-hmm. Then Broadway play, 
and then a nightcap at the <laughs> get the little telly. <laughs> it does. All right, New York City, I see you. Mm-hmm. I love a good staycation. Word. And to go to the city for the for the night staycation, like a Friday night, go. I'll see you in the morning. Saturday morning, I'll go get my Manny Petty at some fancy place in Soho. That sounds like a perfect day. Mm-hmm. Pause. Stop. Stop. Okay, cool. Um, I've never actually been on a Broadway date before um, to a show or anything. I've, well, you know, the B and I have been Broadway buddies for a couple years. Uh, You're welcome. And I've gone to a couple shows with, like, my mom and, like, just a couple other friends. But, like, I've never gone with, like, an actual date before. But it's on my list. I'm still convincing my boyfriend at the moment. So, the B. I just need to get that out of me. <laughs> Yo, I've been, I like um, Broadway dates. I've gone on a few mm-hmm. because I am easily, 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 <laughs> easily tempted by Broadway tickets. I've gone to Hamilton, I've gone to Wicked. I'm going to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I have so many of those stupid cups in my house that I know we should probably get a discount card at this point. Is there a New York City? There should be a New York City native discount card for Broadway and for all of those programs because there is so much good talent out there that we don't get to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My first Broadway show was Cats. Wow. It's okay. That's deep. That's longest-running um, Broadway show in, in no, the longest-running show in Broadway history. Loved that stupid, terrible play because I was a child, and it was meant for children. <laughs> <laughs> I went as a kid, and we went straight up. You were allowed during intermission to mess with the Grand Cat, and the Grand Cat was this Big like if you if you know the movie there was a big fat cat and um who was like the grand poobah, same thing in, in the actual play but that cat would go through meditation he would ch- choose that time to do his meditation, and it'd be the fifteen minutes intermission while he's meditating on stage, but because of shenanigans and I guess they said the kids are allowed to, on stage if you can get him up that's up, up up to you and the kids were allowed to go on stage and see if they could wake up or bother the cat poobah without touching him Brit- British soldier style wow okay. so you were like hey look at me look. this man's in the zen I'm just like I want to go to I want to do this all the time mm-hmm. to this day I still want to I if there's a reason to interact with the stage I will I we went to see I was about to uh, mention that one uh, Cursed Child Harry yes. Potter and a Cursed Child and we got wet. <laughs> More clarity behind that. I don't <laughs> care. We got wet. We had seats further back. Actually, we had the seats furthest to the back. They were um, comp tickets from um, our lovely friend. And uh, during intermission, you know, the B, it's one of the reasons why I love her so much. She was like, you know, F that. We're going to go sit in the front row. Ain't nobody over there. 
So we found some of the people, you know, some of the people that guided, you know, the tick, what are they called? The ushers. Ushers, thank you. Words are hard. We found one of the ushers and she was like, can we sit over there? They were like, I'm not telling you you can't, but I'm not telling you you can, Mm -hmm. but nobody's been there and I'm going to turn my head this way. So we went to go do it and there was a scene with water and we did get wet. I think that's called karma. First row. From the back row to the first row. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Find the opportunity and take it. All right. It it was really great talking to everybody. We had a really great time. Um, We hope you guys did, too. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do more of this. Do you believe me? Maybe. We'll see. (laughs) Um. If you want to ask questions for a future episode or if you want to reach out to us, just go to MetroBlurs.com. You can call us, reach out, leave a message, leave a voicemail, and we will actually address it on our next show. Next week, we will be here, and I hope you will be too. It was nice meeting you. Mm -hmm. Say bye, everybody. everybody.